0: Right. Welcome as ever. Friday night can mean only one thing at seven o'clock ish. It is the Chelsea Fancast preview show. Al- always a delight to be here on a Friday. I have to say I really I really I mean, you know, I have to say if it wasn't lockdown, I'd be in the pub. So, you know, so maybe, maybe I wouldn't be so joyous about it then. But You might I- be doing
1: the Love Sports show if it was on.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I forgot about that. God, those. Remember, I remember those days when we used to go to the studios and love sport. Anyway, I'm Stanford Chish. This is Chelsea Fancast Preview Show. Uh, the, uh, the master interrupter is, of course, the legend that is Mr Jonathan
1: Kidd. Thank you so much for allowing me to interrupt you every time.
0: Like I had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be one of those nights tonight. He's got that cackle already. We're in for... Room for a rough ride, I think, but it's good to see him as always. So honestly, I, I don't think there's been a night this week I haven't seen you, J.K. It feels like that.
1: Uh, I think we missed out. I think we did. We tried to phone each other on Thursday night, did. didn't we? Just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Anyways, good night.
0: Last night we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, we've got uh, the lovely, the lovely Dane Whittle on the show. The, uh, the, um, the king of the Chelsea fancast Instagram account.
2: Yeah, pleasure to be on. This is my debut, actually. On uh, Friday. Last- yeah, last two times it was cancelled. I think you uh, you'd, you'd had a skinful the night before on one, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember the other one. But, yeah.
0: Well, funnily, needless to say, Dane, I can't I can't remember the first one.
2: Oh but, yeah, no, the second one was after New Year's Day, wasn't it, uh, oh, or yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve? Or, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it
0: might it might well have been. Dane, always good to see you. Uh, and you now, too, last you. by no means least, we have uh, uh, a Twitter legend. I think we can now call him, as well as being. <laughs> A very, very fine man and a great friend of ours, and a very, very good journalist, it has to be said as well, Mr. Liam Toomey of The Athletic.
3: Evening, gents. Pleasure to be back.
0: So, there we go. Last time we spoke to you, it was all completely mad, wasn't it?
3: Well, it's always a bit mad, but yeah, it was especially mad. (laughs)
0: Especially mad, it was. Have things calmed down for you since then? Has it all kind of got back to normal?
3: Ish. Ish. Yeah, ish. I mean, the fact, like, the passage of games, I think helps people refocus on the stuff that actually matters, which is what what's happening on the pitch rather than all the other noise.
0: Well, indeed. I, you know, I tell you that 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 I suppose it's an aphorism in a way, isn't it? Of, uh, you know, a week being a long time in, in politics could so easily be applied to football. I mean, I, you know, this time last week, we were still talking about Frank's departure. And now we're about to talk about Tommy Tuchel and how wonderful he is. In fact, we're going to start there, actually. Um yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, whatever's going on at Chelsea as a supporter, you know, and actually all new managers know this when they come in. The first thing they get told is, whatever you do, you got to beat Tottenham. I mean, it really is that simple. And, uh, I mean, I was kind of expecting the, the obligatory manager bounce. But, J.K., I was... Well, actually, do you know what? If you don't mind, J.K., I'm, I'm going to... No,
1: I'm surprised you came to me first. No, I was
0: just thinking, I wanted to talk to Liam about this. I kind of forgot. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember in the day I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, I must ask Liam this. But I kind of, I went off into the, you know, into into my fantasy realm, because I'm still absolutely delighted that we beat Tottenham, so my brain went to mush a bit. Um, yeah, but that's the point, actually. I was going to ask you, you know, how important was it, do you think, uh, for Tuchel to deliver and and... and you know, beat Spurs in his third match at the club?
3: It was huge. It was huge. And I think it's not just huge for Tuchel. Um, it's huge for this team this season. They haven't really had a signature win. You know, we're, we're at the start of February and and the best team they'd beaten by league position was West Ham. And I think everyone who watched that game would agree that it wasn't really a 3-0. Um, so it, it, it's been a really weird... Season in that sense, and I think it was um, long overdue for Chelsea to to perform against well. What was on paper a good team? I don't think Tottenham showed much of themselves on the on the on the evening. I think they showed all of Mourinho's worst impulses when it comes to big games, at least in the first half. But they bit, Chelsea built on everything, the good things that they showed uh, a little bit against Wolves, more so against Burnley, and it's now seven points from nine three clean sheets and there's actually some momentum building here by the looks of things.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just interesting to get your perspective because I mean, <clears throat> you know, for us it's 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 just always huge, you know, beating Tottenham. If we lose to Tottenham in the season we're in a funk about it for months. Um and of course, you know, the managers and players are clearly very different. He's new to the club and even though Ian Abraham's tries to, you know, remind him that he is in fact a long-lost Spurs fan at every
1: Press conference. Yes, yeah, for goodness' I sake, know, just goodness stop that! It's so annoying. It's pathetic.
0: It? It's pathetic. Yeah. It really is, and it's just as, as somebody pointed out the other day. It's just purely for sound bites, you know. It's
1: not really true, isn't it? It's the first team he heard about. He yeah. explained it.
0: I know, but anyway, you know, the the perspective is very different when you're inside the bubble, and 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 you're the manager and the players. So, have you got kind of, you know, did you get beforehand that he understood how important it was, and or, and did you get a sense be- afterwards how? Delighted he is, or otherwise. I mean, mean, he must be delighted because he's got another three points, but I think you get what I'm saying.
3: Yeah. uh, And he he wasn't, you know, like jumping around like Antonio Conte at full time, (laughs) partly because it was an empty stadium, but, um, and no one jumps around like Antonio Conte.
0: Conte would still do it in an empty stadium. Yeah,
3: I'm sure he would. Like he could Um,
0: fight, he'd probably start fighting an empty room as well, I suspect.
3: I think that guy's bloodstream is pure Carabao. Um, (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, but you could see, I think, in Tuchel's celebrations at, at full time that he he definitely saw this as a as a bigger step on its own. Well, it's Mourinho than, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was keen to play down the whole, you know, me versus Jose in the build-up. But, I mean, all these guys have, have egos of their own, and I'm sure he wanted to... I'm sure he was happy with the fact that his plan... Well, first of all, it didn't really look like Mourinho had much of a plan, but um, his plan comprehensively beat Mourinho's on the night. And um, But I think he was more pleased to see, because Tuchel strikes me as a very process-oriented manager, um, I think the more he sees in terms of evidence of what they've been working on in training on the pitch, the the happier he is. And I think... With the exception of the last fifteen to twenty minutes, where Chelsea kind of lost control a little bit and were hanging on towards the end, uh, I think he saw an awful lot of what he's been working on, yeah. and um, and and that would definitely have pleased him.
0: Definitely, that's a good point, Liam. I mean, the the reality is, JK. You know, I mean, I know you're probably different. Because, Of course, you delight in being different. <laughs> no, but, I don't delight but, in it. But most, most Chelsea supporters, like, I'll, I'll be hearing from his lawyers by the end of this show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, most Chelsea supporters, when it comes to Tottenham, really don't care how we play. All we really care about is how we win. But the reality is, I actually do think we play quite well. I, I was re- do you know what I was really impressed about? I was really, not just the tactical game plan, which you think you can, you know, certainly lay at, lay at Tuchel's door, but they're pressing with such vigour. All oh, over wonderful. the pitch.
1: I made a note about it. Three or yeah. four on top. Well, you wonder what happened to Frank in this instance, because this is how they played earlier on in the season. Is it that he's managed to get their legs working suddenly? Too cool because it's dead manager bounce? What is you it? Know, I, don't, you know. I don't get it. But other than putting the ball in net, <clears> other than, <throat> than the precision that he mentioned the other day, which is, I'm sorry, I'll keep on going on about this. At the moment, Werner is hopeless. I mean, all right, he stead back a little bit and he got involved in a few first of the moves. His first
0: touch has been but, poor, hasn't
1: oh, it? Oh, his yeah. first touch. On well, one occasion, his first touch was so dreadful, they got the other end because he lost the ball in the yeah. penalty area. I mean, you just despair of the poor... I mean, I'm saying the poor boy because, once again, I'll always say this, he demonstrated how good he was in the first few games that he played. The fact that he's now become this strange wow. peripheral... Do you know what, like,
0: JK? I, I, I spoke to oh, Kerry, Kerry Dixon today. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Who, excellent.
0: You know, when it comes to scoring goals for Chelsea, there's only two people who know more about that than him. And and we talked about the match last night and, and we talked about Werner and, and he says it's, it's, you know, and I said, mate, even his first touch is poor at the moment. You know, he needs two or three touches when actually a striker in form would maybe hit it first time. And there were definitely a couple of occasions last night when you could say that. And Kerry said it's confidence. It's absolutely, he says his confidence is shot. That's why... His first yeah. time, he said, you know, basically when your confidence is on the floor as a striker, of course, being Kerry, he then quickly says, of course, that was never the case
1: of me. No, wait, yeah. I, I am going to say, <laughs> I never saw, well, I've never saw Kerry play like that. Well, because Ke- Kerry's just this full of confidence. Point. I never yeah. saw him play he's, like that, ever.
0: He's, he's very, very tough mentally. But he, he, said, he said, look, you know, he's obviously been around the game a long time. And he said, you know, players, when their confidence goes, their touch goes. That's the first thing that goes. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, go, they kind of go to jelly. It's a real disconnect between mind and body, in a sense. Something, but can I just um,
1: say as well I thought that Adoy um uh was get once again excellent and um uh I, you know I I'll, I'll, I'll keep going on about this I'm just so pleased for him that he's he's come come up a level but he wasn't as involved obviously because he's playing Reese James further back so he was actually less less involved as he had been in the uh, in the Burnley game but he was um, but and James was was fabulous James James was really really excellent and um uh and it it, it it's the fact that they're they're playing the. And I'm afraid to say that Jorginho, who we know we both said, G- can I on can
0: it, I I can I'm gonna let... gonna it, I I'm
1: going to get onto it. No know, no I know.
0: no no no. Well, we can will I... do later actually. Anyway, yeah, but I, I, what you don't know, and this has only happened yeah. since since I wrote the script actually. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I feel a bit dirty today because uh, I've <laughs> actually written my next piece for Football London, is called Jorginho, Chelsea's Lazarus. Yes. Well, they completely. won't they won't call it that obviously, but no, it's, no, no, it's no. basically He's... how. We all think he stinks, and we've been trying to get rid of him since he turned up, and yet he's still here. And actually, fair enough to him. Fair enough. did I
1: slightly... Can I just get a bit of kudos here? Did I not slightly prophesy this, that he would then play in the double six. I, right, there's no good cackling at me. <laughs> yeah, but you did, that's why I'm laughing. I did. You did. I, I did, know. thank I you. I did. I said if he played in the hey, the double six, which I've not taken on as if I know what I'm talking about. He played next to Kovacic. He would he would be the playmaker. He'd be I, the playmaker.
0: I, if we had you know I've invented a new a new formation. It's the triple six. If we <laughs> if we had a triple six, we would have a that, beast it. we'd have a beast of a midfield.
1: <laughs> but it's that like Evil-ish. Very Evil-ish. goodly Evil-ish. Is, is that like um, Kleenex, tri- triple triple layer?
0: I, would it? I don't know. You've lost me on that one.
1: Yeah, suddenly, that, cause, no, that was an ad about Kleenex. Oh, I right. Mean, layer, but Did you just,
0: voice it by any chance?
1: No, Funny if I didn't, but I think it may have been before you were born. Oh, probably, probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody who's definitely uh, not before I was born, long after I was born, uh, Dane. Um, uh, you know, I think Jonathan makes some really good points there. I want to kind of, kind of pick up a couple of things with you. The, the Strikers, again, and what on earth... I mean, because, you know, I think Liam and Jonathan both made the point that, you know, we they were hanging on, really. For I mean, there's a lovely quote that, that I think it was the lovely Lou on, on Twitter said, only Chelsea could, you know, mm. put us through the last 10, 15 minutes like this, having completely dominated the game. And they did. And yet, we only had two shots on target, and one was the penalty. So, you know, they really need to nail this. They need to start putting the ball in the back of the net and having shots on target, because otherwise... You know, on another day, Spurs would have nicked a goal, maybe two. And the other thing is, I'd like you also to comment on on Georgino Kovacic and perhaps give them the due praise that I'm so reluctant to do.
2: Yeah, I, regarding the, uh, you know, the, the attempts at goal, I just thought we lacked presence in the uh, the area, you know, like a focal point. I remember saying in our WhatsApp group about... Mm. At half time, maybe a Tammy or Giroud going on. And I think Tottenham's defence would have panicked even more. In that first half, Callum and Reese had so much of the ball on the right. And you could see them look up and sort of hesitate to put a ball in. And when they did, it was just being intercepted, blocked, or headed away. So I think we did miss a focal point. And without trying to put a damper on things, there's not a lot of goals in the attacking at the moment. There's off out form players uh and the only goal was actually if you look through the season have come from from uh Tammy and Giroud but I don't know how we can get them into
1: that setup that, that set
2: up that first 11 the way he wants to play you could see what he was doing uh, you know Werner was just drifting to the left which which gave amount like a bit of a freedom to come in uh so it'd be hard to get them in but if he could find a way then that might help us at the moment uh Jorginho, uh yes listen that's why he's so well regarded and so well loved in italy we've played three games in a row now where teams have sat really deep against us which plays into his world-class qualities which we all know he's he's got he, that's what happens in Italy. There's so many deep defensive teams that he can dictate games. So in these games, he is absolutely perfect. And he was he was amazing, you know, credit where credit was due. Uh, on another game, when we're being pressed, you know, we, we see another side to him. But I thought he was amazing. Kovacic as well. Unfortunately, those two, the only goals between them is penalties that Jorginho will, will get. Mm. But they were both brilliant. You know, the way that Kovacic, you know, just... <clears throat> will turn one, one dimension of play to another with just a turn and a burst. It is, it is so impressive. They have been good.
0: Yeah, they, they have, haven't they? And I I, I I do make the point, you know, in, in the piece that I've done that, you know, if it, it, this the way that Tuchel set it up. And I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because my, the way I'm, I'm seeing, you know, Tuchel's set up so far there are similarities with Sarri Ball, but it's like Sarri Ball on crack. It, it it seems to be a bit more, I don't know what the word is really, a bit more cohesive, a bit more sensible, you know, because at times Sarri, I mean, teams used to cut through us, didn't they? With abandon mm-hmm. if they knew what they were doing. And he seems to be far more solid than, than Sarri's teams. You know, it, I mean, Liam, how important do you think, I mean, because, you know, obviously it kind of rankled with a few of us, Oh bloody old J- 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 Jorginho and Kovacic, you know, and of course we know that Tuchel quite fancied Jorginho when he was a PSG. Do you think? And it's really interesting as well because actually he, he has he's number one. He's he's kept to the same system for three games in a row. Nobody thought that he might do that, and he's broadly kept the same team for the, the for the first three games. So do you think that are we seeing something that's likely to stick around, or or, or, or is it going to change sooner rather than later?
3: I think it's hard to say because it's been an interesting run of three quite similar opponents tactically. True. Um, yeah. You know, of all the of all the top half teams, Chelsea could have played. Tottenham were the most likely to set up like Wolves or Burnley because of the kind of philosophical outlook that Mourinho tends to have in these big games. Um, well, but there's n- certainly
0: realistic a- outlook would be more accurate for Mourinho, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, their contempt for the ball in the first half was hilarious. But um, <laughs> but I mean, there's certainly an argument for keeping with this structure purely because it's working and the players are comfortable with it. Um, I don't think Tuchel will necessarily be tied to it regardless of the situation. But there's an argument for making it kind of Chelsea's default setting. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the way, sorry, I think the way Jorginho and Kovacic have played in particular... It kind of, I think it highlights really what we should always keep in mind, which is that for almost every player in the world, um, their their success or failure is partially dependent on what's happening around them. Mm. You know, like Georginio can't be the best version of himself in a system that doesn't maximize his strengths and minimize his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And same with Kovacic. Like every player has has things they do well and things they don't offer. And I think that was actually, you look back a few years, you know, that was the genius of what Conte did yeah, yeah. Um, with the shift to 3-4-3, three, three, because he had a bunch of players that had clearly defined strengths and clearly defined weaknesses. And he put them in positions where their weaknesses didn't ma- matter so much, but their, their strengths could be decisive and the results were spectacular. And that that's coaching at the end of the day. Alonso um, is
1: a perfect example of that, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... I Sorry, Sorry, I
3: was just going to say I always say he puts his superman cape on when he goes to wing back and yeah. he, he just yeah. he's he's just not suited to playing fullback. He's no. not athletically suited. Yeah, that to volley fullback. in
1: the gap. Wish he'd scored with that volley when he had that yeah, opportunity.
0: Well, there were there were plenty of good efforts, Sadly, not many of them were on target. I mean, it's really interesting actually because we were talking about this on Monday and I, and I've spotted this already and that's what I like about Tuchel predominantly so far is that he is a a manager who will look at what he's got and make the best of it by putting... I mean, you know, we'll talk about him later, no doubt. But in fact, actually, it's a good segue, really. Uh, you know, Christensen, who I, I really haven't rated as a defender at all. Well, ooh, who knew? He's actually quite good as a centre-back in a three. Um, Zuma is not good as a right-back or or the right centre-back or the left centre-back in a three, but is good as a central centre-back. So playing players in their best positions tends to get the best out of them. And in Jorginho's case, putting a system around them um, you know, that also gets the best out of them is also sensible. Um, What's the latest on Thiago Silva, Liam? Because obviously he went off... And actually, what I want to really ask about this is that it's interesting, isn't it? Because Frank treated uh, or wrapped silver in cotton wool and would often, you know, over the last three games, he would have missed out on one of them. And I wonder if 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 Tuchel's kind of dropped one here by playing him in three. Hence, he's got a, a muscle injury, by the looks of it.
3: Well, I think Lampard was certainly uh, doing that at the start of the season, um, and he was and he was openly talking about the need to do that at the start of the season. I'm not sure that was happening towards the end of Lampard's time, and I don't blame him for that because he was under pressure and he wanted to play his best team, um, and Silva would always be in his best team. But he's he's 36, you know. Um, and I think that that was always going to be a factor here at some stage of the season. And I think in many ways, it's impressive that he's been as trouble free uh, fitness wise as he has been this far. Um, We don't know all the details yet. We know it's a muscle injury. It didn't look great on the pitch because he barely moved. That might just be because he knows his body and he, and he was smart enough not to, you know, risk making anything worse. He has done uh, that before, Liam. He has fallen over and lain there for a few seconds, recovering, hasn't <laughs> he? I was,
1: I was saying it's experience. Like, it's, it's experience. Okay. It's all, I likened him and the other age. day to, to your great, <laughs> un- your great uncle who falls over in the garden and says, "No, no, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm okay." Yeah. And then still lies there for a few seconds, and <laughs> so then and then slowly creaks up and then does really something quite good, as he does every time. He's he's such an accomplished player. I like, I yeah, like the and, fact, and,
0: J.K., somebody compared Harry Kane's double ankle injury to your double hamstring injury.
1: <laughs> yes, well remembered. Yeah. I mean, the,
3: the one thing we generally know about muscle injuries is that you can't rush them. No. They take as long as they take to heal. Um, and if it's a hamstring, then that's particularly annoying because they can be quite lingering depending mm. on how serious they are and you, you can't run no. <laughs> if you've got one at all. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think... What we saw in the rest of that Tottenham game, though, I think showed a pathway, at least, for Chelsea to remain reasonably solid for as long as Silver is out. Um, they'll need the players that finish that game to maintain the same standards. You've also got Kante fit again now, who is no small factor defensively when he's in the right system and, and used in the right way. So I think they have the... Tuchel still has the, the tools to to keep Chelsea as a a competent defensive team, but losing silver is obviously a blow.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as I said, I was was pleasantly surprised that, you know, Christensen came on and and looked much more comfortable uh, in the middle of the three. So hopefully that will bode bode well. Uh, Liam, um, no doubt you'll be uh, watching... Uh, on Sunday and uh, reporting on it all week uh, I, I we've kind of run out of time in this bit because I was going to ask you about Cal- Callum but uh, really with the knowledge that I know you did an excellent piece on Callum Hudson-Odoi and how you know how they're using him and how, how he's playing a lot better and, and it's making a huge difference but sadly I can't talk about it so people will just go and have to read it on The Athletic won't they?
3: I'll settle for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: fair enough. Liam, always lovely to see you. Um, have a safe weekend and a good week. And no doubt you and I and all the rest of us will catch up very soon, I hope.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a good evening. Cheers, Liam. You Talks too, mate. For that, mate.
0: Lovely stuff. Take care. Cheers. There you go. Liam, Liam, the fabulous Liam Toomey from The Athletic there. Um, and as I said, do go do go and read his piece on Callum Hudson adoy in the athletic. It's 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 Liam's got all these incredibly clever
1: statistical
0: kind of modelling things which helps to kind of give a bit more insight than me just waffling on saying, Oh
1: I think he's quite good, you know. Do you think you your, his analysis of the Leicester game contributed to Frank sacking? No. No. we just Good, well well replied. No, I, I, I have to say, I didn't either. But I just wondered if you... Well, why
0: ask the question? Who are you? Are you Ian Abraham's? Bloody hell, mate. you will be asking me if I'm vegan or not. Or not. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, t- I'll tell you what. So, well, he might be vegan, I suppose, because chip butties are technically vegan, you know, uh, unless they're, they're, they're cooked in animal fat. Knowing Sheffield, they probably are. Uh, and the reason I'm talking about greasy chip butties is that we've got one of our favourite, favourite opposition view people of the season coming up next the lovely ben the traveling blade who regaled us with the greasy chip uh, butty song back in whenever it was uh, anyway he's back with us in a minute after the break uh, to be our opposition view on sheffield united so do not go away we'll see you in a second
1: real fans real opinions I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels.
3: Football
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. This is the Friday night preview show. And as ever, I've got Mr. Kidd with me. Boop. Boop. I uh, got the lovely Dane Whittle. Evening. What shirt are you wearing, Dane? It's got an American badge on it.
2: Oh yes, their Olympic shirt from 1988, wow. concaf Olympic shirt.
0: That's that's kind of that's that is really wonderfully esoteric and obscure, mate. I, I and you remember, me. Holland,
2: Holland had the same design. theirs was orange. I think Russia oh, yeah. had the red one. USA got the blue one. Yeah,
0: there you go. All right, now uh, as we all know, it, this is now time for this. The Opposition View. And on this week's Opposition View, I'm delighted to say we've got uh, a young lad who we had, I can't even remember what it was when we played Sheffield United. It was probably back in October or something. But we got him on and yeah. he, was, he was brilliant. Uh, apart from the fact that he sang us the Greasy Chip Butty song. I mean, so many people wrote in afterwards saying, This place brilliant. That's fantastic. Can we get him back on when we next play Sheffield United? So I'm delighted to welcome back to the Chelsea fan cast Ben the Travelling Blade. Hello, mate. How are you?
4: Yeah, like now that we've actually managed to score a couple of goals and managed to win a few games, over the moon, it's dreamland. <laughs>
0: well, you yeah, well you say that, and you are dead right. I mean, you've won, you've won three. I mean, your form more, uh, is, is better than ours recently. You've won three of your last five, uh, including. Um, I mean, you know, you only lost narrowly to Man City, to be fair, but you beat Man United away two one, which is not a bad result at all. Uh, I mean, you lost to Spurs. Can't understand no. what happened there, but uh, and you beat Newcastle. So, you know, having have, I mean, everybody assumed you were you were you were done and dusted for this season. But you know, Chris Wilder, I think who is a brilliant manager, it has to be said, has clearly done something. How on earth has he turned it round?
4: I think um, it sort of reminds me there's a few mirrors to when we back when we had Nigel Puffin, in our manager back in the uh, back in 2014 and. We were sat about second bottom of League One at the time, and uh, it was a, it was our FA Cup form that helped spark us on this on this we on this amazing run, and we ended up finishing seventh in the league that season, having having looked relegated for a long time, and um, ended up in an FA Cup semi final. And I think you know, there's a few echoes this season. that, You know, despite it being, uh, I think you know the League One teams of you know Plymouth Argyle and, and Bristol Rovers. Yeah, he's not exactly been, you know, playing like Man City and Liverpool, but those two wins, just getting just getting a couple of goals, um, unfortunately not clean sheets, but a couple of goals, a couple of wins, it just reminded the players of what it felt like. And even though it was just a cup game and just Plymouth, just Bristol Rovers, it clearly it did spur the players on because each time after that, we came back stronger. I think the first time uh, we went on to be, uh, got our first win of the season against Newcastle, Um, after the second one, we went on to beat my new away, which was an incredible performance, um, you know, to hold them out. And, um, I think that's part of it, but I just think, you know, Chris Wilder, he will, he will, um, a lot of people will say, oh yeah, we'll never give up. But Chris Wilder is one of the very few that actually means it and not just means it, but actually acts on it as well. And I, I think, you know, if you, um, I think he was part of the squad way back when we had Dave Bassett, um, back in the 90s, uh, one of the very early Premier League seasons, if not the first Premier League season. And I think we looked very much dead and buried, and we had a very long, unbeaten, unbeaten winless run. And Chris Wilder was part of that squad, and we looked dead and buried. And we ended up finishing, I think, maybe eighth or something. Um, what an incredible run. So he's done it in his playing career. Um, also in his, in his managing career, he's got some clubs out of some very sticky situations, such as Northampton. So I just think he's the right manager for it. I'm glad that we've stuck by him. Uh, look at West Brom. They went with a twist, went with Sam Allardyce, not working for them. We've now caught them up all, but they've had some very heavy losses. So I'm really proud of um, Prince Abdullah for standing by Wilder, coming out publicly uh, on at least two occasions, I think, and saying that he's going to stick with him if we lose the rest of our games. I just think uh, having that certainty in the squad, um, you know, and I think it just took, because our, our confidence on the downward spiral. So just those couple of wins in the FA Cup, Despite being just cup wins against League One teams, it just gave us a bit of belief in our ability and uh, confidence.
1: Ben, is it not down to Billy Sharp? Come on.
4: Well, he is um, he, he's, he's a leader of men. He truly is a leader of men. Yes. I can very much see him being... I, I'd love it for him to be our next manager. If someone has to manage Sheffield United uh, other than Chris Wilder, I hope it's um, someone like Billy Sharp. I remember... Our assistant manager a couple of years back saying you can imagine him going into management and just having that voice on the touchline. You know, there's been games in the past where we've not been playing well as a team, uh, and they've brought Billy Sharp on and the whole team seems to have played better. Because they see like Sharp come on, it gave that fans the boost. Obviously we've not got that now, but just having that um that it's the energy. Of great impairment. energy
1: as well. Really great energy. Never stops running, think, in and out, non stop.
4: Yeah, to say he's just turned thirty five today. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. And it's, um, he, he's like uh, some of his, um, I think for me, he, in terms of um positioning in the box and that predatory instinct, yeah, he's second to none. He's he's up there with the likes of um prime Sergio Aguero in terms of his uh positioning in the box and predatory instinct for me. As Dennis saw Law. West you, wouldn't know,
1: right. you wouldn't know who I was talking about, but Dennis Law. Dennis Law, oh,
4: yeah. in, I've not I've not I've not seen him, but I, I know the name, I'm very uh, I'm very familiar with the name part of the uh Holy Trinity, but. Slightly before my time. Slightly just before just my a time. bit. Just a bit. Now, well, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah.
0: doing a, a naughty salute or putting my hand up. I was doing my Dennis Law imitation.
1: Oh
4: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you have to put your you have to put your sleeve over your hand. Right, uh,
0: you can't see my sleeve because it's out, out of shot. You know, it's
1: true. But you could lower it slightly, right. or you could. Crouch no, I, on I, the I can't.
0: Anyway, uh, Dane can thankfully practice. has got a okay. question.
2: Oh yeah, I was just saying. I was originally thinking I loved the flashback to Dave Bassett. You miss like characters like him in the game, but I wanted to go on from Billy Sharp and ask uh, your opinion on the ex-Chelsea academy player Brewster. He, he's gone. He hasn't. He hasn't scored yet for you has he? No,
4: no. And uh,
2: uh, i just wondered. I haven't seen enough of Sheffield United. I, I, I initially thought did, I would. did you watch
0: Sheffield United
2: last season? No, I, don't know. I thought I would because I'm a, quite a big fan of Ampadu, but I, I, you know, I, there's just too much to watch at the moment. But I'd noticed that, uh, I, I wanted to know more about Bruce. Is he missing chances or is he not getting chances or is he just struggling? I
4: think, uh, I think really he's, struggling. he seems to be Taken out of the game a bit too easily. Seems to get. um, We've had a few sparks here and there from him. I think it might have been uh, perhaps the new the win against Newcastle, where we saw some bright sparks from here and there. And he's clearly got. um, He's a good raw talent and got some flair to him. But I feel like he needs um, space on the ball. And I think at the minute and this season is a bit of a a luxury player, and it's not been a luxury we can afford. And we've had to go. Sounds a bit derogatory, but like back to basics with a, a dogged. Um, striker Billy Sharp, who can really is you know, he's not the tallest, um, but he can really hold the ball up really well. And I think with uh Rian Brewster, for me, um, he seems to be just it, it seems like a, you know, not the best analysis, but he just seems to be taken out of the game too easily. Um, you know, like just players, um, will just get will be able to get in front of him, you know, they'll get to the ball before he does, and they'll just muscle him off the ball, not really fouling him just just the, just the difference in strength and you'd think like we had a um, player in david brooks who you might be aware of, went to bournemouth um has been brilliant for them and he was a very you know, another player he wasn't tall um he wasn't particularly strong he was quite diminutive in his figure and very lean but he's even though you think oh i will get bullied off the ball his skill always got him out of it so he used he used what he had his agility and his skill on the ball so the the difference in strength didn't matter and We've not yet seen that from Brewster. He's had a couple of chances here and there, um, but a lot of the time, the defence get uh, defend the opposition are getting to the ball before him. Just uh, whether it's obviously he's not the highest, he's not winning much in the air. Um, he seems to just play as the opposition to get to the ball before him or just muscle him out of chances. So he's only really getting half chances here and there, and the few chances he had, he hasn't really taken and not really threatened too much with them. To be honest, I think he had. It might have been the Newcastle game. Well, I think he had a shot that uh, deflected off a defender and hit the post, and uh, that's the closest he's come so far. So he just seems that's to be like struggling out of the game to adapt.
2: Way. Then, if you think for for a good eight years now, he's gone without sounding a negative on Sheffield United. He's gone from a very successful Chelsea academy, then to a very successful Liverpool yeah, academy.
0: Liverpool ruined him, Dane.
2: We're in between playing for a very successful England team and winning the World Cup. And now, obviously, the levels of Sheffield United has gone into a team who was struggling, you know, at the bottom. And maybe he's just struggling to adapt to that way where he realised he's got to become like a team player and all in it for one rather than a bit of a luxury player, as you say.
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, What about McGoldrick, uh, Ben? Because he's quite good. And the other thing I wanted to ask you as well, uh, is is Wilder still playing with overlapping, uh, you know, centre-backs?
4: Well, we're trying to, but um, they're not as competent as they were last season. I think um, Chris Basham, he's had a, you know, for himself, a fairly mediocre, no, not a great season. But um, in the win against West Brom, Chris Basham was pretty much back to his best that we saw with the overlapping, um, actually pulling off a Cruyff turn assist in the opposition's box. Uh, Of all, I know what I mean. He invented the move, it's actually the Basham turn. So he finally came back to his best. Um, he used to work at McDonald's. We got him on a free from, I think it was like a player flop swap from Blackpool. Um, Ampadu. And Ampadu's had a bit of an interesting season. He started well. Then he had some absolute shockers the uh, Eberre Eze goal. Um, you know, we all slated him for that. It was very disappointing. But the last couple of games, um, he became a bit of a um, sort of a um, scapegoat. But the last couple of games, he's really come back to his best. And he's been brilliant for us. He was good against United, quite, wasn't he? Yeah, really good. Just um, brilliant defensively. He had a bit... Um, he wasn't the best against Man City. A bit of a mistake in that game. Um, it wasn't just him at Fort was. I've just been praising Chris Basham. Chris Basham was also at fault for Man City's goal. Um, it was sort of a comedy of errors from about four, three, at least three of our players. He's not quite um, the overlapping centre-back that Jack O'Connell was, but there has been a few times where it's really nice to see. It's different to Jack O'Connell. always. It's always going to be, but just nice picks up the ball and just sometimes just does run straight forward over the, you know, just carrying it over the halfway line. And it is nice to see because a lot of the time this season, we've been very negative, very, uh, very cagey, very uh, nervous. So he kind of, you know, last couple of games, he really has picked up in form and being one of the um, key influential players. Mm. So in terms of the overlapping center back, he hasn't this season. I think we, we would, if we could, um, you know, Ampadu isn't the same overlapping about that O'Connell was. He provides something a bit different. Basham's been shaky, but slightly getting back. So hopefully, when we play uh, play against yourselves, I mean, we're going to struggle because Ampadu's just come into form again, and now he can't play. Yeah. But hopefully, Chris Basham has found his uh, form that you know saw us get into the prem and perform so well last season. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting stuff. Um, so uh, this weekend, um, obviously, you know, we've got a new manager and Tommy Tuchel. Or Tommy T as we call him. <laughs> um and they've done all right. I mean, he's got this new system, three, four, two, one. Uh, we're playing with three at the back, which means we look a bit more solid than we have done. We've got these two kind of double six midfielders as he calls them. But, you know, our, our strikers couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. You know, so how on earth yeah. are winning games, I do not know. Because I mean we had two shots on target against Spurs, and one of them one of them was a penalty. So, and you're in really good form. So, I'm curious as to how you think this might go.
4: I really don't know. I think I think I'm I'm glad that it's at home. Um, I think if it was away, it just whatever. Even though the fans aren't there, um, it just makes it that little bit harder. I think I don't know. I think um, I'm trying to think if I would rather have Lampard here or two. I think I don't think we'd have. We might have scored against Lampard, but I think I think if we had if you had Lampard in uh, in charge still. I think we'd have had a greater chance of scoring, Um, but I think we might have conceded more uh, under Tommy Tuchel. Um, It seems to be, I've not watched that closely, uh, but he seems to be like a slightly more, um, maybe better better organised at the back than it was under Lampard. A bit more cage, a bit more in terms of controlling. Not that that really matters against us, um, because the creative spark's coming back to Sheffield, but whether we can actually uh, trouble you that much, I'm not too sure. But it's like you said, I think it won't take too much to trouble our defence. I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen at left centre-back position. That has been a real sore spot for us this season. So if you've got any players down that right-hand side um, that could any bit of pace and uh, just finesse on the ball... How about, really how about
0: Callum, a Callum Hudson-Odoi, mate? Do you fancy that? Well,
4: he's coming to... He's, come into, um, he's he got a couple, a, an assist or two lately, I think I've seen. I don't know how, if he's coming to a little bit of form. He could, could easily cause us well, trouble... Uh, Ramsdale's a bit inconsistent in there he'll have within the same game he'll have a shocker and pull off a blinding save so um, like I said you've got Werner who good on the ball but when it comes to finishing a bit like it was last season for us brilliant on the ball but can't finish to save his life yeah. I think it'll be I can see you winning 1-0 something like that I can't see it being a great game I think it'll be us Trying to I think about like the Man U game just that we won't score and you'll get one yeah, well,
0: quite I AJ. Mean, ben, I, I I have you right there. I mean, you know, you don't you don't concede a lot of goals, Sheffield United. I mean, no. as I said, it you know, you won two one against West Brom, you only lost one nil to City. Um I mean, you know, they can score goals for fun. It was two one against United. Yeah. I mean the three one against Tottenham was a bit of an aberration. One nil against Newcastle. You know, you you do not concede and fact actually I've got a great stat here. No, I haven't. It's it's a load of it's a load of old. It was a good step, but it's 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 not um, it's not kind of relevant to what what I was about to say. But bottom line is, you don't concede a lot of goals, and you are quite tough nuts to crack. I think you might have a bit of joy in set pieces against us because we silver will be out, and he's been great at marshalling the defence. And I suspect he'll play Christensen as the main centre back, and and he is you know some hairy ass Sheffield United players are not going to be his cup of tea. So I, I would be yeah. I would be wary of set pieces, but uh, I think you're right. I don't think I think if we win, I don't think we're going to give you a hammering. That's for sure. So uh, you're going to nail nail your colours to the mask? Give us a prediction.
4: Um, I'll go. I said one 0 no Chelsea. I can All see right. it being fairly cagey, but at the end of the day, you'll just have well, you won't take too much. You'll be able to pick our lock at least once that game. Okay,
0: and I'm and a, in an even bigger and more important prediction from you, Ben. Is Sheffield United going to stay up this season?
4: You know what? Last season, when we came up, um, before we g- kicked a ball last season, people asked me about Sheffield getting relegated. And I defiantly stood by Chris Wilder and said he hasn't got a, a relegation in him. So I can only do my bit and stand by Chris Wilder once again. I don't think he'll got a rele- relegation in him.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for the other two, but I, I hope Sheffield United do stay up because I think the league needs teams. Thank you. Well, the league needs teams like Sheffield United. I mean, you've got such a great history and, and tradition you're a great football club, and I'd rather see you in the Premier League than a team like Bournemouth, for example he's a fine yeah, manager yeah. as well you,
1: yeah. you you appreciate him as a manager as well it's really nice to to have him in the in the Premier League yeah. As
0: well, so. Yeah. I think it's
4: a bit of a breath of fresh air. really. Yeah, Definitely. I agree.
1: I
0: agree. And and so are you, Ben. It's always a delight Thank to have you. you on the show. It really, really is. Thanks for having I, me. Yeah. Well, you know, if we're still chugging along, I mean, you know, you've got to remember that we're all quite old, so you never know what will happen. <laughs> okay, if, if, if we're still, if, well, apart from Dane. <laughs> Dane's brought the average age of the squad down considerably, but yeah, you know, we'll 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 have to try and get you back next season if we're still doing this, which I hope and presume that we will be, because it's always lovely to see you, mate.
1: I was trying Thank to get in, um, trying to get in some references to uh, to the picture behind you. I was going to say, "Oh, it's getting better, isn't it?" Oh, yeah. Uh, ampadu has been leaving. Uh, well, Rome you know, he's
0: given us the day a day in the time. life of Sheffield United fan.
4: What, Indeed, he has
1: given us a day in the life. Absolutely. <laughs> I, think,
4: I but think you can't no, look, get in.
1: You can't get in. Lovely Rita meter maid. I can't get that in anywhere.
4: <laughs> no, that's a bit of a stretch. But I think a lyric from the song you reference: "It's getting better all the time. It can't get no worse." That's summed yeah. up the last few weeks under Sheffield United. It's yeah. getting better, but it can't oh. have go, got any worse. What a good yeah. way
0: to end it, Ben. As always, you've been fantastic, mate. I mean, Thanks I can't, everybody. I can't wish you too much luck for Sunday, obviously, because I want Chelsea <laughs> to win. But uh, I really, genuinely hope that you stay up, and uh, I hope that we get to see you again next season. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
4: I do too. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good luck, Ben. Good on, pleasure, mate.
1: mate.
3: mate.
4: Truthfully.
0: Right. yeah. Good to see Take you, care, mate. mate. Really enjoyed that as well, and uh, loving the hat, yeah. mate, as always. Yes, <laughs> <Cheers>, man. <laughs>
4: Gotta <laughs> represent Yorkshire. Well, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I know you've got your whip it down the side. I know he's, just, you know, he's camera shy. You just sat here
4: now. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Ben. Good to see you, mate. Right. Really appreciate
4: you coming on. Take care, on. mate. You take care. Enjoy. Cheers for mate. mate. Bye, mate. Bye, Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football
0: Fancast. Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the preview show, the Friday preview show that we love doing, I have to say, don't we, Jonathan?
1: Oh, love it. Love,
0: love it. it. Love
1: it. Because I, I love this contact with, with, uh, with um, uh, opposition fans, mm. it's absolutely superb. Yeah, and they're all—they're all so—they're like all, so, um, all such characters every single time. Character, brilliant, brilliant you stuff.
0: are now, as well as Jonathan and myself, Mr. Stamford Chidge. We've got the lovely Dame Whittle with us, the king of the yeah. Chelsea
2: Fancast Instagram account. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Really enjoying it. Lovely stuff. This is my first one, but I'm really I can't believe it. this is your is first it? Friday show, mate. I mean, yeah, no. I don't it's know. Right.
0: Cause I try and schedule. I try and schedule it so everybody gets a Monday and a Friday. So as I
2: said though, you know, two was cancelled. I That's was true. scheduled before but... That's true.
0: All right. Okay. Now it's our turn. We've had Ben, the lovely Ben, the Traveling Blade, uh, previewing Sheffield United versus Chelsea from the Sheffield United perspective. It's now our turn from the Chelsea perspective. So, um, I mean, we kind of dipped our toe in the water a bit, didn't we, J.K. with Liam earlier on, uh, talking about whether. Tuchel, tuchel, We'll uh, do a three-four-two-one again. I mean, I think I think Liam made a good point, you know, because for all the talk of uh, Tuchel adapting s- uh, systems to whoever he might be playing, I think Liam was right that that you know we were likely you know in playing um, Wolves and Burnley, and dare I say it, a very unadventurous Spurs. You know, there was no reason to change the system, and I suppose in a sense now we've got Sheffield United you know, we'll have most of the ball again. They'll either try and beat us with set pieces or a counter-attack. So yeah. I don't see why he would change it.
1: No, it'll be the same again, I think. Absolutely right. But I think, no, I think when he plays a team that comes at us, I think that's when uh, it may very well be that he'll he'll change the system. Um, but uh, So it means that um, no Chilwell. And is Zuma injured, by the way? Is well, I
0: don't st- know. Does it mean that there's no Chilwell?
1: Well, I... I, I... The way Alonso's playing, I can't really see uh, – I can't see how he gets in.
0: Depends. I would imagine – I mean, I've got a theory, actually, which I'll share with you both, that, um, you know, I think it's interesting that he hasn't, per se, rotated too much. I thought it was interesting that um, he brought – brought. I wanted to say Rick James then for a minute, Reese James in, but I think he brought him in because he saw how well he did there the other day, so he thought, oh, okay oh, –
1: so- yeah, I still also think it was he, he he worked out that they were they were slightly weak on the right hand side but yeah, yeah. which i think he, and he, he therefore had the, the as i said earlier on the combination of doy plus james which he didn't have i didn't have before mm. um, because um, he was the doy was just playing right, right. No, but um, that's
0: my point. In the last match and Burnley, James came yeah. on and he and he played yeah, right no, he wing. Did back, and he played very well. And Hudson Odoi went, went, yeah, yeah, moved yeah. To, to so, to him.
1: absolutely. Uh, and yeah. I
0: think he had a look at James and he thought, you know what, this kid can play there. I like to look at him, so I'll, I'll have him yeah. start. Yeah. We we know that, and as I said, this is the article that Liam wrote, really alludes to this. But Hudson Odoi can play right wing back, but he can play behind the main striker in a more kind of number ten role. He can play on the left. I mean, he he's got such talent. You could stick it him anywhere. Him. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think Tuchel's figured that out. Uh, I think he's figured out that Ziyech is is uh, you know needs to buck his ideas up. Basically, I think he's figured out that he has to start Mount. I mean, the interesting thing, Dane, is is I wonder if he'll find room for Havertz this game. I mean, I mean if he'll rotate a little bit or whether mm-hmm. he might you know. Might think, well, shall I play Werner or or Tammy or you know um, Giroud? I mean, that, there are interesting choices to be made.
2: Well, you wonder as well the recovery. How if they were to both uh, uh, Havertz and Zuma Thursday night was not fit. It's only Sunday night. Uh, you know, three nights away. Originally, when I saw the lineup at Tottenham, I did think I was I was wondering where a goal would come from. So, if we go back to what Ben said previously that he thinks we will scrape a one nil. You can see that because if you if you take the three centre backs, the wing backs, the two defensive midfielders, that is three, four, five, six, seven defensive players. Where there's not not a lot of goals between them, so that puts a lot of pressure on the three above them. And out of form, Werner, Mount, who we, who we all know does not score enough goals. If if he did, wow, he'd be like a Lampard-style player, but with pace. And uh, Callum, Callum's not done too bad this season. He hasn't had a lot of starts. And he's weighed in with about five or six goals.
1: Uh, He's looking good though, isn't he, Adoy? Yeah, he is
2: looking really good. I think, you know, remember when Hazard used to say uh, he really enjoyed playing with a target man? Uh, I think Callum missed that sort of player against Tottenham. I think if he would have had that focal point up there, uh, Drew, he would have had someone to bounce off. Uh, I've written the whole team
1: would have had someone to bounce off. Yeah, I, th- it's, uh, I, think I, think- I think that I think Mount needs to get his act together actually with the shooting because which I think is something that mm. Tuchel Obviously, spoke to him about as well, but and he said himself at the end of the game, he said that uh, he was a bit off. Well, last, he had, last
0: couple of games, he's, he's, yeah. his radar's mm-hmm. been off, hasn't it? Radar's been off, but he's been, given the, is, he's
1: been given the opportunities. What I find I like about it is the fact that he's on the edge of the penalty area, and you think, well, he could curl one in from there, you know? He, yeah, he's and, and you raced. know he's got it. It's not like Kovacic, you know, when Kovacic
2: strode no. through that midfield. No. You're, I'm, I still wasn't. I was hoping he would. Oh, don't shoot. Please just pass it's it off. And he, absolutely stumbled through but you know Mount has got it you know we, we've we all seen him yeah crack him in whether it be free kicks whether it be the edge of the box he has got it in him and as I said he's, he's such a brilliant player wow he's you know he's the way he was just turning their midfield you know putting tackles in spraying passes and yeah he was unlucky with one shot actually a lot of his shots were wayward but that one where he sort of well, took the, dive the only, only other his,
0: shot on target wasn't
2: it yeah dropped his shoulder and hit it with his left foot and it was just a little bit too close to Lloris mm-hmm. uh uh, again, I don't want to predict a score already. And I know you, you like to have a go at me because I always hedge my bets. But, it, you know, we, 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 you could see us scraping a couple of wins or we're going to really trout someone, and well, like, people are going to...
0: That, Dane, that's a really interesting point, you know, because... I, I mean, the, I think the, the difficulty is is that we we have seen this at Chelsea all season and actually to a degree, occasionally last season, where we create a huge amount. we used to moan about this a lot when Frank was in charge. what Sarri
1: so, did. We did it under Sarri as well. Well, Chips. yeah,
0: exactly. But, you know, we used to moan a lot, didn't we, about the fact that they, they're they so creative. It's, it's that final pass, that final touch that always seems to let them down. And it seems to be almost, you know, in, endemic in them at the moment. But I, I do get that feeling that, you know, somebody's going to be on the end of an absolute thumping sooner or later if they get their shit together. Because... Although we say, I mean, I was going to actually, the, the thing I was going to say was, well, where are the goals going to come from? If you look at the team last, last uh, against Spurs, um, Hudson O'Doy can score goals. Werner, when he's not, you know, lost his confidence, can score goals. Mount can score goals. Alonso scores goals. Jorginho scores penalties. But Dane is broadly <laughs> right. There's, there's not a, a huge amount of goals in there. I mean, you know, you take Tammy Abraham and Giroud out of that side, you know, you're taking away people who you know will score you goals. So it is an issue JK isn't it
1: Um I think he's discovering that uh, well it seems to me it's it's mirror image of what Frank Frank's problem was and what Sari's problem was Yeah I I I I think perhaps this side this this the personnel in this team cannot score and it may be that you need to get rid of one of them and get well we thought it was Werner yeah, you know, and uh, 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 at the moment, I wouldn't pick him personally. I wouldn't. I, I'd. I. Hey, Jonathan, I'd, wouldn't yeah. you? Wouldn't you think if they, if
2: they just say they they put their hat on Tammy or they put their hat on Giroud regularly,
1: don't you think then we would have there's somebody they could aim for? I agree. But they if, would have a goal. What he's doing score. he's Imagine they? what he's doing now. He's looking at them all the time in mm. training, and he's come up with this this situation where they're all playing the ball expertly to each other. And he's used this combination of players and he's deciding some aren't working. So he's deciding in this setup at the moment that he wants the pace of Werner. He wants, because he's actually said that in his, in his conferences, he's unbelievably quick. He loves that. But yeah. if that, is, so, so in other words, Tammy and, and Giroud aren't working for him. So therefore, um uh if he hasn't got the confidence in them at the moment, well, well, Who's it going to be? Is he going to try them out? If in training he thinks it works better with Werner because that's the way he wants to play. And yet the the, the conclusion of all of that is that the ball doesn't go in the goal when they play and they only have two shots on target. And yet the, the crispness of the passing is fantastic.
3: We oh, yeah. got if back you, to the crispness
1: that we had before when Frank was playing when we played really well, and even under Sarri, we'd have moments like that when it go back, 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 back. But it's not the same as Sarri, obviously, because the defence is much better. So he's discovered that, and it's a very similar personnel. So we've if, we've discovered that that is a that that works. But what doesn't work, and it hasn't worked for two seasons, is the consistency of finding somebody who just regularly puts a in a scorer. Got a goal scorer, absolutely. Proper
0: goal scorer, absolutely. Although, I mean, Whereas, you know, well, Tam- Giroud
1: should be a proper goal scorer. Well, Tammy, Tammy's,
0: Tammy, Tammy is should. the best goal scorer at the club at I, the moment.
1: I agree, I agree. But something for him isn't working. Otherwise, he'd be well, playing. I, I'm, the
0: team now. I'm not so sure, and I'm not so sure that I'm not so sure that Tuchel's decided that Tammy and Giroud are not are not up to it. I think actually, if any of them no, no, I'm not up to it. It's oh, the no, wrong let way let of me, saying me, it. Let, no, let we're
1: no, not no. not up to it. They don't fit the system.
0: Let me let me finish. I think if any of them, maybe he might give the old you know archer's what's it to uh to Giroux actually 'cause I think he thinks well he's not the future, and he'll probably be gone in yeah. the summer but yeah. i think yeah. i don't think he I don't think he's down on tammy i I think I think he knows that look, and I think all of us I'm sure all three of us would agree with this you've got i mean and he'll know Werner well from Germany clearly and and you know from the national side, we know that Werner has it in him to score a lot of goals. Fuck me. He scored more goals than anybody in the Bundesliga last year, apart, from, 34, apart 34. from Lewandowski, who's yeah, like a phenomenon. So yeah, we know we know he's got it in his locker. So if I'm Tuchel and I'm the manager, a new manager at club, I'm thinking he just needs... To, and he said it in a presser the other day. He said what we said on the show a few weeks ago. He needs one to go in off his arse or his toenail or whatever. Boom, and he'll be up and running. And I think that's what Tuchel's doing. He's thinking, I just need to get him scoring again and then... We'll build on it, and hopefully it'll all come flooding back. And I can't—I don't have a problem with that because I think if he can get him scoring, we know he's capable of scoring a lot of goals.
1: Well, yes, indeed. Let's let let's hope. But how long do you go on with this experiment? That's
0: that's why Tommy Tuchel gets paid the big bucks, J.K. Hey, hey. You know, and we just get to waffle about it a couple of times a week. D- Dane, you 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 look you look poised to strike like a cobra. He's, oh, no, I, was, He's I,
2: was, I was a I was, I was agreeing with like agreeing with Jonathan. You know, for the first three games, we've seen Chelsea master two thirds of that pitch. The final third is is what yeah. we're discussing yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about Werner, like his touch being out, his passing being out to to an extent, a little bit of his movement. And, I, I, you know, I, I reckon that at some point, all us three this season has watched Tammy, been a little critical of him. He could do this. And then, bang, he scores a goal. Yeah. He he really shuts me off a lot. I remember the, the hat-trick he scored recently. I was being a little bit critical of him. And he scores. And I said to my son, see, that's what he does. He will always score. I think he's at 15 starts this year and he's got 11 goals, you know.
1: Good ratio. You're right.
2: You will, and I think Drew's only I know Drew banged in quite a lot in in the Seville game, uh, so his his goals to start is really good. But uh, you're right. If he if he doesn't fancy a big man in that system, you know Werner was drifting out to the left. That left mount going through when he brought Pulisic on. Another player who's clearly out of form. He doesn't look like he's he's anywhere near assisting or scoring oh, no, for sorry. us. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah but. He is hard, yeah. I would, I would like him to try a Tammy Drew, but I don't think they'll fit into his system. I, I don't
0: think so either, Dane. But I tell you what we do know, and I think Chelsea have looked at their most potent at times this season when, when Werner and Tammy have played together. Because mm. we know, from what everybody tells us, that, that Werner is not an out-and-out out number nine. He's more of an inside forward. And we know that he, you know, if Tammy and he, Tammy and Werner can get their acts together as a pair... Then you get Big Man Little Man syndrome going on, and I think that I think that, you know, the old T N T that we were lauding a few months ago could be the way to do it. The trouble is, can um, and I mean I think he's actually done it. I, I I could be wrong and I don't have the facts in front of me, but I'm absolutely damn sure that he played Werner and Mount behind Tammy, if quite possibly in the Burnley game. I, I can't remember. He took what him off half time. Yeah, because Tammy had a stinker, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, let's be fair, he, yeah. hit, he did. But, you know, yes. that can happen,
1: you know? Well, I didn't think he had a stinker, to be fair. I didn't think he knew where he was playing.
0: Really? I didn't
1: think he was quite turned, tuned into that. Right. So he, he he seemed to be making odd runs. And I just, I didn't think that almost that was fair. I just thought he's not got this sussed at all, Tammy. Well, he and needs he brought, to. He brought, he brought Pulisic on and they played a false nine, didn't they, in that yeah. one then?
4: Yeah. That's what uh, I said
1: earlier. There's there's pressure on that three. Because he plays that seven, obviously
2: not including in goalie, yeah. because yeah. he plays that seven, yeah. there's the three in front of them, but there's going to be pressure on to score and none of them are in yeah. good form. All right. Apart yeah. from Mount, but he's not scoring.
0: We will find out at 6.15 uh, on Sunday. Uh, but I'll tell you what else we'll find out. And I think maybe this is, we're more likely to know, or get this right. I uh, I think he's I think he's very enamored of the Jorginho Kovacic partnership and as Dane was saying earlier against teams that sit back and let us have the ball that seems eminently sensible and I think Kovacic has had another lease of life and he's been given license to to run forward and I think that's what he does best. Of course he also can't hit uh, a barn door you know a, a cow's ass with a banjo either which is a bit of a shame but he is that's what he does best i think he's a real good ferreter and harrier but i love the fact that he will run out of our side of the pitch with the ball i think that that's a really good thing to have and jorginho has mm. been in his element because he's got a system that protects him that plays to his strengths not his weaknesses etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. and i don't think Sheffield united are going to be the side to to pinpoint him and dominate the midfield and and expose his lack of pace and tackling through really quick counter attacking. So I'm pretty sure Jorginho and Kovacic will start. What's interesting, therefore, is where we are with Kante at the moment, because I don't think he's got you know, I don't I don't think I think his future at Chelsea is absolutely secure for as long as he wants it. But I, I, I do wonder about his vulnerability to injury and he did look a little bit um poor. Well, I think he was a bit kind of... He wasn't match fit, you know. In a, in a, I mean, he was fit, physically fit, but not match sharp, you know. He
1: played very similarly to how he's played under Frank when he came on, which is giving the ball away and um, uh, and weirdly playing playing un- passes of strange pace to people that are intercepted and then fouling, whereas before he didn't foul. I never got the impression he fouled very often because he was always so good at getting the ball away, but he got booked again, didn't he? Um, and, uh, and I... I Uh, He he actually said, didn't he, Tuchel, how pleased he was with the possibility of playing with with Kante because he was such a great player. But at the moment, I, I can't see how he fits in. It may be that he fits in. Once again, as we said, if he plays a different system, but if he's stuck with Kovacic, I thought Kovacic is, is revealing all his great strength, as you say, bringing the ball out. He's got this fantastic ability, Kovacic, to you think, blimey, he's he's under pressure here. What's he going to do? And he's got three players around him and he battles and gets the ball out into midfield and he's on his own. He creates the space. He takes those three players out that he's beaten. Exactly. And it's uh, it really is... Uh, it's top it, stuff. It,
0: it's again, isn't it? You know, I, what is remarkable, you know, all of us, it doesn't matter which combination we have on, on the fan cast, we, we've all been making these same kind of points about these players for years and years and years. And suddenly we've got a manager who, you know, does the simple thing. He says, Kovacic, your skill, you can play in a double six, your skill is getting <laughs> yes. the ball and running at people and creating, yes. spe- you know. So you do that. Jorginho, you know, you know, you you are good at doing this. Just do that. Alonso, this is what you're good at doing. You do that. Hudson-Odoi, this is what you're good at doing. You do that. There's the back three. OK, we, Rudiger couldn't play on a back four to save his life, but you're good as a, as a, as a, a left uh, centre-back. Aspie, you can play. You know, it's really, football is actually quite a simple game.
1: Good point about Aspie. He's played out of his skin because he's really good
0: there, always yeah. has been. Really yeah, good. fucking yeah. rubbish as yeah. a wing back yes, or, or a right back.
2: Yes, he can't center, to but say he's
0: brilliant line. as a, as a right sided. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's getting yeah. in those maratha positions again,
1: isn't yeah, he? Exactly. Where, and you can see it, and you can see yeah. he looks into the box yeah. because he hasn't got that. And he, oh, he, he hasn't yeah. got anybody on him, he hasn't yeah. got anybody on him from those because he can actually then center properly because he's yeah. got nobody putting pressure on him. By the way, um, there's a Dave banner going up which says, it says um, um. Let's call. We call him Dave, and it's going up. And I contributed. Oh, I right. contributed. I contributed to that. And Dave Johnson's yeah. putting putting it up for me. He's giving it to the club. Who,
0: who, who myself, created the banner?
1: Uh, Lynn, Lynn, uh, uh, Brian, um, um, Wolf, Brian Wolf. Uh,
0: so Lynn, your mate in. Uh, it,
1: it, who I sit next to. Yeah. So it's yeah, a posh banner then. So
0: is it made of silk? Uh,
1: <laughs> funnily enough, it's not. It's a, It's a slumming it banner. We had to think we can't put the silk one up. Because <laughs> it it would it would fray, so we put up a proper one. We put up a a, a flame resistance one. You have to get a. I know you a, do. Yeah, difficult yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah but know, it, it should be going up instead of the hazard banner. Apparently, there's space there because they're taking the hazard. Oh, did hazard you see? It? It was the hazard
0: banner put on a bit of weight then?
1: Yeah, funny enough, the yeah, end keeps getting keeps keeps falling off. Did you see the good design he,
2: uh, he did, Brian Wolfe did, for Reese James? Yes. Yeah. He Super coincided Reece. it with Reese yeah. Chocolates. Yeah. 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 yeah, Brilliant, that one. Yeah. All
0: right. So I think we're all agreed that Jorginho and Kovacic are probably going to get a start. So that means that Kante will definitely start. Uh, the other thing <laughs> I think we're pretty certain of, and I think Zoom has still got a knock, I mean, that's what Flash uh, score was saying. In fact, actually, Havertz and, Fla- and Zuma are both, I think, carrying knock. So I have a suspicion they might not make the cut. But I think Christensen will come in for silver. And actually, given how he played against, uh, okay, on albeit a pretty unambitious Spurs, I thought he did all right, Dane. You know, I really do. And, yeah, I'm,
2: and I'm
3: not
0: remember, a fan of his either, but I thought
2: he did I'm right. I'm not a great fan of his cheerleader, but I remember uh, a couple of seasons ago, I think it was uh, Antonio Conte's second season in charge, and we played Tottenham at Wembley, and a lot of people was being critical about Christensen up against Kane, and he did a brilliant job. It was the day that Alonso scored two. He did a brilliant job. He has got it in him, and there was rumours recently that Frank actually you know, wanted to cut ties with him, but the club were worried that he could come back to bite him on the arse like De Bruyne. I can't... See that, but in a free, it's perfect for him, you know, he come on he looked a little, little bit nervy for the first five minutes, but it must have been hard coming on five minutes for half-time, but you know, he grew in the game, he looked comfortable on the ball, he was giving it, you know, left and right into a the defensive midfielders, and yeah, I think He's I'm quite happy for him to start, I wonder if they're a little bit uh, going down the Tamori road, I wonder if they they sort of wish they kept him, because when you've got three centre-backs you know, you've got more chance of a centre-back getting in, but Christensen yeah I'm more than comfortable with him 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 All playing right. in that well, well well
0: we will see so um really then JK how do we see it going and what's your prediction 4-0 to Sheffield United <laughs> we're away remember
1: yeah 4-0 to so the that
0: blues. Be, so would that be 0-4 yeah 0-4
1: okay, P- pedant a pedant speaks yeah so 4-0 four four nil, nil nil really
0: what why 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 so you, God, just, the theory I had about somebody's going to be on the end of a stuffing sooner or later. Well, I,
1: I, well no, 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 nothing to do with on the end of a stuffing. I just think we, we it, I, I keep making these predictions because uh, against Spurs, we should have won, should have scored four in the first half. We're all over them. I mean, completely. I'm bewildered by what Mourinho's up to. I just don't get it. I feel, no, I don't feel sorry for him because. He's, I think he's
0: hilarious.
1: Julia. Well, no, but at the same time, I have great memories of him coming into the club. Yeah, but and he I, I, I couldn't he, wish you, it you
0: on, on a, a, either a club or a manager. I couldn't wish for better.
1: And he looks so miserable, doesn't yeah, he? Good. He just looks so miserable. Good. I know, I know. But I've got affection for him because of what he did for the club in the first two seasons. I know, I know, Chid. You just, you know, you're dismissing. I him love trying.
0: Mourinho for what he did yeah, for us, yeah. but he yeah, went he to Spurs obviously. and he went to United. I know, he, I know, and
1: he's, I know, and us, I know, I agree. Nonetheless, he,
0: he kissed I, the cock at Spurs, mate. That's uh, what happens, That's what happened. Uh,
2: how horrible! The spurred cock. Yeah, yes. And yes. um, you remember him as well when we lost him in the League Cup, skipping down the
1: tunnel with his assistant, arm in arm when they uh, won on penalty. Yeah, no, no, he's got there, there are no redeeming features for this, but nonetheless, I find it all a bit... It's like a kind of soap opera, really, with him. Um, but uh, no, I just think we should have won easily. Uh, we should have scored four in the first half. We're all over them. Um, uh, but we didn't, and we there were a couple of occasions where you know Mount should have scored, and he skied and whatever. And um, so I keep thinking if we have the same dominance, which I think we'll have, I think we'll dominate Sheffield United completely because we're a we're a different team to when we played them before. and We won pretty easily then, and I know they've improved. I don't think it makes any difference if we play as slickly. Out of defence and and the pinging the ball about, it's the speed of getting the ball about. This is why I was so sure early on in the season that we'd do terribly well and keep going. It just was that somehow they ran out of steam or they ran out of love for Frank or something. In this instance, they're playing the ball so well that if if they if Chelsea do get a couple of early goals, I think we'll then take them to the cleaners. Mm. So I, that's why I'm prophesying that. I just I think we're a class above now. We've gone back to the class that we we always seem to exhibit. We've got so some are we, are we, very gonna, are we gonna lose an,
0: are going to lose another game this season, JK? Uh
1: yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I I, I won't I won't predict that we will uh, I'll go it game by game if that's okay Chidge, rather than uh, rather than making the crass Jonathan, statement I made I, before. I,
0: I am hugely relieved to hear that. I have yeah, to say. Yeah, I thought you would be. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so 4-0 from the man who's not actually uh doing quite as badly in the prem predictions league as he was before. So maybe we should listen to him this week. He got yeah, more points. We'll win. He got more yeah. points than me again this week. Yeah,
1: again I did. Yeah, again, but we'll win. We'll win. We'll win but possibly not Four, but we'll win, we'll you, win.
0: You said four, you can't retract now.
1: No, no, I'm not, I'm not. But I'm just hoping that we fire uh, in a way that we're not doing it. It's like watching Verno, who had a big ping at goal in the last few minutes. And if it was on target and I thought, oh, it's going to go in and it hit a, it hit a Spurs player, went off for a corner and you yeah. go, OK, if, a, you know, a second earlier and it would have been in the back of the net, perhaps it will work, you know, perhaps he'll score. He might score a hat-trick, as we've said, it might suddenly go. Bap,
0: might click. Scored. Well, let's hope so. Dame, what say you?
2: I can't get over your face Chidge, when uh, JK was talking about Mourinho the, the, the scrounge in your face was just it's like, I suppose uh, our feelings for Mourinho is a bit like having that stunning ex-girlfriend and seeing her about 10 years later and going mean, you've let yourself go tits
0: it's, have gone saggy mate
2: yeah it's just a little bit we haven't got feelings for you anymore because obviously you, you've slept with United and uh, Tottenham
0: yeah they've ruined her
2: I think yeah. it's a bit
1: too far Chidge, with the tits reference I'm sorry
0: <laughs> well it happens to us all JK we should know
1: I know, I've got man
0: boobs <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I know, look, mine have come back because I've not been yeah. exercising. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know, I know, but there you go. Dane, take us off this so ridiculous what? subject quickly.
2: Uh, so I'm going to stick to tradition and hedge my bets. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am I can see what Ben said earlier, we're either going to scrape one, but, you know, if they all was to turn up, we could easily beat them 3-4-0. Sheffield United's got, you know, a big pitch there with a lot of space and if you think with the right players you know with the wing backs getting down there with Callum Werner potentially attacking those spaces uh, that big pitch i i'm i'm saying a, a comfortable 2-0 all
0: right that's a really good point you make about the size of their pitch because of course we do struggle a bit with the kind of players that we have because of course the pitch is one of the smallest in the country in, in the premier league certainly so actually our play we we don't have that wonderful wide open spaces for our great wide attacking players to cover and that's Mm. a really good point I hadn't thought of that um I don't know it's a real it's a really tough one because you know it's still such early days with Tuchel I'm pretty sure he's going to play three four two one and I'm pretty sure he's not going to rotate too much actually I think Dane made a good point earlier that a lot will depend on the relative recovery of a lot of these players who have just played three games in a pretty much a week so one wonders how fit Alonso will be because he's not played a lot of games recently um so that's a, that'll be interesting to see um, you know it, it could go either way it could it could be like ben said i, I think we'll win but i think you know it, ben might have a point Sheffield united do not on the whole get duffed up by people i think we we've got one of the best wins against them this season back in back in october which i think was what 4-1 mm. 4-1 yeah, wasn't it? That's yeah. Cool. So which I may say I prophesied which of course JK got absolutely right he secretly does every week it's just that I lie I think
2: did I get that one I, I think remember. I put it as well I can't remember.
0: but I mean you know we're capable of giving him a duffing up I mean I, I've just got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to click on Sunday another again another few days of Tuchel you know uh, and, and maybe he just we just find that because I mean the reality is we are creating a huge amount of chances you know Mount is a good striker of a ball with a great shot on him. And he normally gets it on target. They've been going all over the place in the last couple of weeks. That's not normal. I mean, so therefore, I don't think that's a problem. I think that it's just one of those things. J.K.'s right. A lot of Werner's shots, when he when he hasn't fluffed it up on the first touch, have, you know, hit a bloody defender or something like that. You know, so there's. I think there is an element of of, of just unfortunate luck that Chelsea have had as well. So maybe, maybe, maybe Sunday is the day where it just clicks into gear and we get a hatful. So I'm I, I will I will I will s I will go three one. I will split the, the difference with you two and I'll go three one and I say one because I think I think that we won't be as as solid at the back with uh with Christensen, but that could just be me being down on him. So I I can see them getting a set piece goal. Alright, so three one it is. So there you go. Uh, we shall see. We shall see, I'll won't think- we? What, what Dane?
2: Did Christensen play there last year when we was all four when we lost them 3-0? Was Christensen centre-back? Very probably.
0: I can't mm. remember, mate. I'll have to look at Bounder Friday on it. That would be complicated for me to do while I'm doing the show. Maybe I should have it open for these very moments and I will do so going forward. Uh, now, uh, that's it. So we'll find out, won't we, on Sunday. Now, before we go, we should really speak of um, something that was really distressing to hear this week for all of us, actually. But we the news broke earlier in the week that... The absolute delightful Canners, Paul Canival, uh, who we we all know, I mean, Jonathan and I particularly know him very, very well, got to be great mates with him over the years. Um, but he's uh, currently very, very ill, critically ill in hospital uh, after an operation that uh, went slightly wrong, I believe. Uh, and, he's, and he's fighting for his life, bless his heart. And uh, I just wanted to make sure we got a chance to say uh, how sad we were to hear that news, but also... Uh, how much we love him, and how much we're right behind him, and and how much we want him to keep fighting, because he he's a, I mean you know we we love most ex players, but Paul Paul's found a way into our hearts like very few have, and he's been on the show more than any other uh, former player. He came to my wedding anniversary party a couple of years ago, didn't he, J.K. <laughs> He was I mean, great. He was very I cool know. and
1: groovy and a great hat, didn't he? I, I know.
0: Well I talked to my talked to my mum last night and told her the news, you know, and she was like, Oh no, 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 I remember Paul, he was brilliant at the party, you know. And he is, he's one of life's lovely people. And Clayton put up that photograph when we did the fan cast in my flat in London and he turned up for that. And Sarah fed him brandy and coke all night. Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah,
0: know, yeah. so you know, he's 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 a really good chum of ours and, and he's a very special guy. And and then of course everything he's done for Chelsea and his whole life story is quite unbelievable so uh paul i know you're probably not listening but if you are we're all fighting for you mate and and and, you know you keep keep hanging on in there and pull through it we know you can so there you go anything you want to add to that jk dane
1: Uh, no it's just it's uh, it's a wonderfully warm guy as i keep saying and um uh, always terribly friendly whenever you see him and recognises you. I don't think he really remembers your name because I think he knows lots of people. But, but he uh, does you
0: and you see him in Aussies, don't
1: you? And yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. It's true. But no, I always have to remind him. I always think he goes, hello. I uh, uh, was it's Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan, oh, wow. Yeah, he, he wanders into Aussie. Gives you these enormous bear hugs. He's absolutely brilliant. But he's uh, as I've always said about him, is it's his, his superb ability to describe goals. And if you've actually been there watching the goal, the joy with which he, he always expresses scoring, and you, when you ask him to talk you through the goal, it's, and it's almost as if it was a surprise to him. And it, it's like a, it's like a little boy describing the goal, and you're actually unbelievably enthusiastic with him, as I said, on a tweet about. It. It's just unbelievably infectious. And in fact, he, the goal he scored against Fulham, which I was just standing right in next to him, it's almost as if you feel you've scored it with him after he describes it. It's just, uh, he's. Um, He's so so clever that way. Well, it's clever, it's just it's uh, the emotion and the the, the almost the, the boyish joy of himself of scoring these goals for Chelsea and the uh, and the love he had for for playing for the team was um, uh, was uh, which he manages to to uh, um, get across every time you speak to him about anything, any of the games he played. And he played played in a terrific season and was a terrific player as well. So uh, no, I really wish him well. Wish he wish he gets through this. Bloody hell. please, please, Paul. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, uh,
2: massive soft spot for for Paul. As I said to in our little WhatsApp group, I said he was the first Chelsea player I ever saw score live. It was a an FA Cup game. We lost to Millwall home three two. I think Spackman scored a penalty, but I was going to the toilet, so I missed that one. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Cannonville scored later. And obviously, being local to the stadium uh, and hovering and hanging around the ground and harassing all the. Or the players, I was young. You know, I'd met him quite a few times, and then in in later years, he always seemed so humble and so surprised when you like when you go to talk about him. Like like we we didn't all know who he was. You know, he was a fabulous player. He's he's had some you know. Some bad luck personally with illnesses and uh, horrible. Obviously, what he had to go through as a, as a footballer without our own fans, and hopefully some good luck comes this time because he really is a, a lovely man. And you're right, and he, you know, he would chat to you all day, and you know, he sparkles. He's got such a love affection for Chelsea, which. You know, some people might not, You know, considering what he actually went through, but you know, he—you can tell. You see the spark in his eye, the, the, the twinkle, and never the, the glint in his gold tooth when he talks about Chelsea. Yeah, he's a—he's a—he's a, a really, really good man. Yeah, but there
0: you go. Well said, boys. And uh, as I said, you know, you lot out there who listen to the show, send your best positive vibes and prayers for Paul for Canners because uh, he needs it at the moment, and uh, we need him back because we love him to pieces. So there you go. Right. Now, uh, JK and myself will be back on Monday for the usual Chelsea fancast. And we'll be joined by Martin Wickham and Adam Newson from Football.London to look back at the uh, the match we've been discussing tonight, the Sheffield United match on Sunday. And also we'll be looking ahead to the FA Cup match against Barnsley. Barnsley on Thursday. Barnsley. Fair, fair while since we've played. I know we've probably played them in the League Cup, haven't we, recently, actually, thinking of it. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, we've got Barnsley on Thursday in the Cup, so that'll be fun too. Uh, Dane, always lovely to see you, and especially to see you on your debut on the Friday show.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Obviously, it's a different setup to mm. Monday, and I've really enjoyed how it's flowed, you know, seeing the opposition. It was nice sharing. It's always a pleasure, obviously, sharing the airwaves of you two. It was nice just seeing Liam's, you know, articulate he comes across, you know, where he just rolls off his tongue when he's talking about Chelsea. He's so professional and mm. so, you know. Good
0: good evening. Lovely to see you. Thanks for turning up. JK. Three times this, once, twice, three times a Chelsea fan cast this
1: week. Sing it, Chid, sing it, because you're so good now. Do a German version, do a Kraftwerk version.
0: Eins, zwei, (laughs) drei. (laughs) I told my mum about the Tommy Tuchel song. She was very impressed. Oh, good. good I haven't played it to her yet. I don't think she can figure out WhatsApp. So I've got to yeah. think of another way to send it to her. But there you go. JK, it's been brilliant this week, actually. We, we've had a lot of fun this week. Three podcasts yeah, in a week. Enough. It's been good, yeah. hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant
1: emails we had during the week as well. Oh, yeah. Superb. yeah,
0: We've got loads that have come in this week, including one from my old mate, Michael Roban. Oh, yeah, great. Good the stuff. Roban is back. haven't heard from him for ages. Yeah. But he used to come on the show regular. I did, I did a show with him in LA, in fact, in the Fox and Hounds. So it's lovely to hear That's from so him. Bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there
0: we go that's a special treat for you on Monday we'll be back then uh, Mixler people as ever you have been utterly brilliant to share your Friday evening with us have a safe weekend enjoy the match on Sunday let's hope we stick a few past Sheffield United and uh, we'll be back on Monday as I said so thank you for listening see you next week until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it shells
3: after yay